Welcome to Scanner School Session 7, an introduction to trunked radio. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to a introduction to trunked radio. I know a lot of people have been waiting for this topic. Um, we've, we've gone through an introduction series, I guess you can say, on from sessions two to session five. And um, on session six, we talked about three handheld and three mobile radios that you could use. That would be an introductory radio that you can... Um, Take advantage of what you learn in sessions two through five without overcomplicating things. But before we get started on session, was session seven of Scanner School Radio, which is the introduction to trunking, I want to just say thank you to everybody who has downloaded uh, the podcast so far. Within 30 days, we've already broken a thousand unique downloads of Scanner School. So thank you very much for everybody who's uh, who's given us a listen and, and everybody who's been showing their support. I I uh, can't do this without you guys. So thank you so much for being there and for your support. It's it's amazing that we have hit um, over a thousand downloads already as I record this, and um, we're starting to light up some countries on the map too. So we are definitely international, and um, uh, this is this is amazing. So the second thing I would like to to bring up before we start is I'm running a contest this month. All right, I have started offering my time as a consulting uh, service for anybody that needs a little bit of extra help or some one-on-one, you have some questions. I am available for hire uh, for 30-minute sessions via Skype or uh, another type of method that way. But in order to kind of break the ice and to kick off this this new uh, little part of Scanner School, I am offering three consulting sessions Okay, so one person uh, will win one session. So I'm giving this away basically to three people. And to get into the contest couldn't be any easier. All you have to do is join our Facebook community and leave a question about what's something that you need help with with the scanning hobby. Or give a little bit of comment who you are and what you enjoy doing with the scanning hobby. So go to scannerschool.com slash Facebook group and come into our Facebook community and either ask a question or uh, post a comment. That's all you have to do. So the window of the contest is open from the beginning of this podcast, session seven, which is the beginning of February uh, 2018. And we will close the window for your entries at the end of February 2018. So at the end of the day, on the 28th of February, we will no longer be taking um, new members of the group as part of the contest. I mean, the the group will still be open. We're, we're still hoping that people will join the group and, and find us organically or via the podcast. But as far as winning this contest, um, that's um, that will be the end of that time frame. Now, if anybody who's already a member of the group you're still part of the contest, all right? You're grandfathered into this, so don't worry that uh, you know you already remember you're disqualified. You're not. Anybody who's in the group by the close of the day on the 28th will have the ability to have their name in the hat as long as they've made it one post that either introduces uh, uh, what their problem is 
or a comment about um, what they do with the scanning. So again, Facebook, I'm sorry, scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. So let's talk trunking, okay? Trunking is a is a very interesting animal to understand, but once you wrap your head around how trunking works, it'll all make sense and you'll understand what the benefits are of having a trunk system. So if you remember before we talked about in Scanner School Session 3, which is available at scannerschool.com slash session 3, we talked about the what happens when you have more users trying to get onto a resource than there's uh, enough room for, right? So we used PL or, or DPL to filter out any users that we didn't want to hear that happened to share the same frequency. So as municipalities or counties or statewide systems grow, you now have more users and more radios on the system than you can handle on a typical uh, conventional setup. And why is that? So let's think about it this way. You have a fire department, a police department, uh, office of emergency management, whether you call them OEM or, or uh, anything else. Um, maybe you have a hospital network and a transportation system all operating within a county. Now, if each one of those has a frequency they operate for a dispatch, they're licensed for that channel typically. Now, we're again, we're talking on the basic sense. We're not talking about using PL or DPL or any way of filtering them out, right? We are talking straight that I'm the agency here and I own this frequency, okay? And that's the key. It's like the three-year-old method of thinking about spectrum efficiency. I own it. It's mine. I'm not going to share it with you, all right? So the county has an FD system up and they have their county-wide dispatch and it's only for them and when they're not using it nobody else can use it because it's licensed and they air quotes here own the rights to use that channel well that's great but it also causes a problem on their neighboring counties because you don't want to have an interference issue and you don't really want to share anything that's too close with somebody else because then you'll hear them as well and again, PL and DPL pushed aside. So not only have you locked in that resource to your immediate area, but anything that would be in receiving range or even transmit range, because you don't want to have an overlap, um, uh, you don't have an overlap where it would cause interference, you've locked out that frequency, okay? You were, you're a ball hog, I guess is a way to say it, right? You're not playing fair. Nobody else is allowed in your sandbox. Take your toys, go home, all right? So it gets even worse when you think about, well, if PD is doing this and, and, and fire is doing this and OEM is doing this and, and the bus system is doing this and the hospitals are all doing this, and not only are they doing their dispatch channels, but maybe there's tactical channels and there's maintenance channels and there's administration channels and there's a car-to-car channels and, and you know there's, there's other things going on. You can quickly see how you're using a lot of resources that are always tied up. And let's even look at even worse. You have a county fire system and then maybe you have each department would have their own channels as well. So you can quickly see how you have a lot of users wanting to get on a, uh, a frequency and maybe there's just not enough frequencies available. What happens? That's the beauty of trunked radio. Okay, basically what happens with trunking is you use a frequency 
And as soon as you're done using that frequency for whatever it is you're using it for, you throw it back in the pool and it's available for some other user or group to get on and use that frequency because you're not using it. And when they're done using it, maybe somebody else uses it. Okay. So it's kind of in the hopper. It's like, you know, when you watch the lotto and they got the ball struggling in the air and they push the button and a ball comes out, right? That's kind of like how the resources are set up. So let's look at this from a scanning side of the house. Okay. We're not going to look at all of the internals on trunking and in this session right now, since it's just an introductory session, I don't want to go into each protocol on this particular session of scanning school. We're going to break out each protocol separately. We're going to talk about them and their benefits and how they work and, and how you can understand each one is because each one is a subspecies of this animal. Okay. So trunking, how at a 30,000 foot view does this work? And I'm hoping that by the end of this session, you'll be able to follow along. And if not, please leave your feedback. Let me know in the Scanner School Facebook group, maybe there's something that I left out in my explanation that you need a little bit more help with. And I'll get in that Facebook group and and I'll, I'll clarify whatever it is that maybe that I didn't exactly make clear here. Okay, so again, scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. So you have all your users right and let's just look at them as saying that instead of being people they're they're radios okay and each department you'd have a fire department that's a group and you have a police department that's a group and OEM and that's a group and all these users right are part of a group so you have on a trunked radio system you have a control channel Okay, and that control channel is straight keen up all the time, right? It's got the data. It is basically the conductor at an orchestra or air traffic controller or, you know, somebody else. I mean, you may be joking around saying, you know, people say, yeah, it's my wife. Always tell me what to do. However you understand how the control channel operates and tells everybody what to do, then that's the way you have to think about the control channel. Okay, the control channel is always there. It's always transmitting and it's always telling everybody on the trunk system what to do and where to go. Okay, so typically you have a control channel and you can have alternate control channels that are, you know, they maybe they rotate and the control channel moves to channel one to two to two to three to three to four. And then maybe it goes back to channel one. Okay, uh, only the control channels only operational on one frequency at a time okay so um and this is a typical control channel setup right um we'll talk about other ones other methods of this where the control channel isn't always keying up it makes your head scratch it a little bit but yes there's other systems out there that have a have a control channel that aren't always keying up um but for simplicity's sake and, and to understand exactly how this works we're going to stick with the older technologies such as um EDAX or Motorola where um, there's always a control channel present and keying up and transmitting, okay? So the control channel is your air traffic controller, your nagging wife, or whatever else you want to say that it is. Um, and no offense to our, our women listeners out there, but, you know, it's it's um, just an example, all right? Um, 
we have the users, the groups, okay? So PD is a group. The dispatch on PD is a group. The tactical side of PD is another group. The car-to-car -car is another group, okay? And then the fire department has their group there for dispatch. Then they have a group for their operations. Maybe they have a group for um, uh, a secondary group. Maybe they have a group for just the chiefs to talk on. Maybe they have a group for their maintenance department. You have the Office of Emergency Management. And maybe they have a central group. And they have a group for north and south and east and west. So you can see how you can start loading up and segmenting the different users on a trunk radio system. Okay. Now, a trunk radio system, let's just talk in numbers of 10, because as humans, that's easy for us to recognize here. Uh, we've already talked about more than 10 different groups on the system, right? We've, we've Let's just say for uh, simple sake that each one of these departments has five talk groups. So fire department will have five subgroups, and police department will have five subgroups, and OEM has five subgroups. And right there, we have 15 groups and only five, uh, 10 frequencies to work with. And again, one of them being a control channel. So really, you have nine uh, channels that you can actually get on. So how does this all work? So the police dispatcher comes on in here. They key the microphone up, and they say to the control channel, hey, I need all of my users to listen to me. And the control channel keys up and or, or comes back and says, okay, everybody who's a member of the police talk group and who's actively listening, who has their channel set up to listen to the police talk group, you guys go over to this channel over here. And we'll just, for the sake of argument, call that channel five. So everybody listening to the police talk group for dispatch moves over to channel five. Dispatcher states their business, whatever it may be, a run or a, a, a wellness check or, or whatever it is. And as soon as the dispatcher de-keys the microphone, everybody then goes back to the control channel to wait for what to do next. So the unit out in the field that was um, the main recipient of the call, whether it be unit 223 or whatever you want to say, will come back on the radio. They'll keep the microphone. And the conductor, the control channel says, okay, everybody who is part of the police dispatch talk group who's actively monitoring them, go to channel seven. And everybody as a group goes over to channel seven. You all hear unit 223 say, acknowledge the call. I'm in route. When they dekey, everybody goes over to the control channel. So the beauty of this entire thing is you never hear the control channel. It's muted out. It's basically just computer talk from the control system, which is a big computer to the radio, which understands what's going on and understands the binary bits of data that, that are going by, okay? So with that, you have the fire department and they're going out for a run and they are being dispatched as well. So instead of them being on channel five, they're on channel nine. They state their business, the dispatcher com comes off the air and they all go back, wait for something else to happen. And when a unit out there in the field gives the size of the job they're on, they, they you know, he keys up the radio and they all go maybe to channel 10 because that's all we have on this system, right? Our make-believe trunk system. Their system, uh, uh, they all talk, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the fire apparatus gives the update from scene, D keys the microphone and they all go back to the talk group. So this is kind of a rinse, wash, repeat kind of thing, right? You state your business, you get off the frequency. You have something to say, 
the orchestra, uh, the conductor tells you where to go. You go there, you state your business, you vacate the frequency, and you go back and you wait for further instructions. That's how a trunk system, in a nutshell, works. Okay? So you can have more radios on than you have frequencies. You can have more torque groups on than you have frequencies. And you can have um, yeah, more, more torque groups than you have frequencies. Now, the only problem that really arises is when more people try to key up and get on a voice channel than are available. And that's where you kind of run into your limitations here with a trunk system. But typically, it's a very uh, effective way of dealing with spectrum efficiency. Okay. So the nice thing too about trunk systems is they can be inter-networked. Uh, so you can have a larger footprint. So you can have a large simulcast systems uh, stating an entire county. What's interesting about the way that newer trunk radio systems work is, is that they can be segmented. Again, you can have a north zone and a south zone. And then you would have them bridged together from a central computer, but really they operate kind of sort of independently. Whereas if you have all of your users on this south transmitter site, the talk group would only be transmitted on the south trunk system. There's no reason to retransmit that talk group on the north trunk system if there's no south end users up there who are registered and listening on that system because it's a bi-directional, right? Your radio says, hey, I'm here, and the, and the, the conductor then knows that you're up there. So if you happen to have, maybe it's a fire talk group and you have apparatus on the south end and the north end, then you would get the same talk group but then come up on the north and south system, okay? So because you can control exactly where that talk group is going to key up on, on which systems, you have even a greater efficiency of spectrum management. And that's really how statewide systems can operate or maybe you've listened to a trunk radio system and, and, and you've scratched your head going, why well, I, I want to listen to X department and they're 10 miles or, or 100 miles away from me. Why am I not hearing them if I put them in my radio? Well, because there's nobody in X department on your local uh, transmitter and there's no reason to rebroadcast that talk group here. Unless, of course, it's a simulcast system. And really what simulcast means is you're going to repeat everything everywhere. All right, so that is the basics of trunking. Now, there's other advanced features that you can get into with trunk radio. You can, um, it, it gives the ability to kind of send out uh, messages, data messages. You can patch in talk groups, which is very interesting. Whereas um, an example would be you have uh, a medical uh, crisis going on. So you have fire department operating with police department medical staff operating with the Office of Emergency Management, and you have a medical group, uh, a medical team. They can all go to their respective tactical channels because there really would be no reason for a fire department radio to have police department stuff in there. And those talk groups can then be patched together. And then they can all operate as if it was one single talk group. Okay, It's, it's, um, it's like a uh, party line, I guess would be the way to say it. Um, typically with somebody who would want to set up a trunk radio system would have a interoperability talk group already assigned in these radios. But in the event they didn't, trunking allows you to, to, like I said, to, to patch in different talk groups together. Um, so, so trunking again, like I said, is a really efficient way of 
operating and communicating. All right. So uh, there's new ways out there too that uh, from an administrative side that you can find out who's on the system. Uh, there's a lot of magic that happens out there that, um, you know, they know what radios are on what talk groups and if they should be there or shouldn't be there and, and that kind of thing. So I know a lot of people out there, they like to go out and they like to buy their commercial grade trunking radios and, and program them up. And that's not what scanner school is about. Okay. We're talking about things from a scanning and receive only side of the house. So when somebody comes to me and they say, hey, I want to buy so-and-so radio and listen to the trunk radio system, I always tell them the safest and easiest way to do so is to get a scanner. Okay. So if there's any questions about something that I talked about here and I wasn't clear about as far as how trunking works. And again, we're talking about 30,000 foot view here. We're going to get into the specifics on each type of trunk system on upcoming sessions of Scanner School. Please let me know. Send me feedback if something was not clear here. The best way to do so is to join our Facebook community at scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. And again, if you leave a comment or a question in the group, you'll be in the running for a free one-on-one -on -one session with me. And I'm giving away three of them for the month of February of 2018. Um, again, that's trunking and uh, in a nutshell. So this session of Scanner School is sponsored by EastCoastPagers.com. East Coast Pagers is a Unication Apollo and Swiss phone dealer serving the U.S. market. From one-way numeric and alphanumeric pagers to voice and P25 pagers, they have you and your department covered. Now check out EastCoastPagers.com for Unication G1, G4, and G5 products and accessories. All Unication G1 pagers ship with a spare set of batteries and a spare belt clip, and all G4, G5 orders ship with a spare belt clip. Complimentary programming of your department's dispatch and fire ground are included. So you can contact eastcoastpagers.com for a custom quote for your department, and that's eastcoastpagers.com. Now, one of the things that uh, East Coast Pages also want to let us know about is that Unication is currently offering their Phase 2 upgrade on their uh, G4 and G5 pagers free of charge for any orders placed until the end of March 2018. So get your orders in today for your Unication G4 and G5 pager and also receive a free upgrade to the P25 Phase 2 upgrade. That's eastcoastpagers.com. So usually around this time, I like to give some uh, feedback or uh, to, to some of the questions that come in via the email, but I think I'm going to change it up on this podcast just a little bit because I would could really use some help and support for those of you that use iTunes. It would be a huge help um, to get us ranking better in iTunes by going to scannerschool.com slash iTunes and leaving a review on the Scanner School podcast. Now, I'm not saying you need to leave a positive review. If you feel like I'm not doing a good job, it's, it's good to let me know. Um, but, um, if you can go to scannerschool.com slash iTunes and leave some honest feedback for, uh, scanner school. So I want to just leave you with a couple of, um, uh, items that we've gotten as feedback so far. And, uh, again, like I said before, we're over a thousand downloads now in just one month, just our first month of scanner school, we are over a thousand downloads, which is unbelievable. And, uh, again, Thank you all for your support. So uh, really quick, we have from the U.S., we have Phil is a great host, so knowledgeable about his things, all things Scanner. A must listen to for all Scanner radio hobbyists. 
again from the U.S. We have no lightweight info here. Listen to this podcast and you'll walk away with your PhD and all things scanning. Fascinating info. Uh, San Diego says this podcast is evidence there is a place for everyone. It's nice to know that you can learn the basics of scanners from even stay tuned to learn more advanced tactics. Pretty cool. We got another one from the U.S. This guy knows his stuff. If you're in a scanners, you're going to want to check it out. The expert on the subject. I appreciate the feedback, but I am not the expert. There's plenty of more people out there that know more than I, and we will have them on, hopefully, as guests in future episodes of Scanner School. And we have um, another one from the U.S. Very informative. Phil's very knowledgeable on scanning. I will look forward to the episodes. Keep up the great job, Phil. Always learning something in 7.3. Now we'll take it international real quick. I got one from Australia, only three episodes in in writing this review, but what a great way to introduce more people to understanding this hobby. It's covered stuff I kind of already know, but I've had a few ah moments where I've had some blanks filled in. Great work. Keep it up. Greetings from Melbourne, Australia. And one final one from the UK. Informative detailed explanations is the subject. Great for anyone who has picked up a scanner radio and is stuck. Confident it will teach me more than the small self-taught bits I've picked up over the years. So again, I want to thank everybody who's gone to iTunes and has left a review. Again, you could do so at scannerschool.com slash iTunes. So with that, we have wrapped up another session of Scanner School. Again, don't forget the contest that's running now till the end of the month at um, scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. Get in there and say hi to everybody and leave a comment or a question. And again, for those of you who are on the fence about a Unication G4 or G5 pager, contact eastcoastpagers.com for your free P25 Phase 2 upgrade on new purchases only, okay? So thanks again for listening to the Scanner School. Next week, we will be talking about individual types of trunking systems. We'll start breaking them down one by one and explaining how they work. So we'll see you next week. Thanks again for being there. Your feedback is always appreciated. And uh, we'll talk next week. 73. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.